Unlocking the Cage is recorded live on Twitch Sunday nights at 5 p.m. Pacific at Manager's Comedy. Tune in to chat and share your opinions and help us unlock the cage. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Whether he's removing his face or on a criminal plane or a historical chase, we love Nicholas Cage. Star of screen and stage, gonna watch him all day while he's a screaming with rage, cause we're unlocking the cage. Hello and welcome to the uh, Academy Awards. Uh, we are your hosts, Meg and Chris. Uh, it's a low budget see. Academy Awards this year. It's <laughs> yes. only one movie we're, we're reviewing. <laughs> yes, this is a, a single movie. Uh, we are going to determine if it wins Best Picture. The field is very limited this year. It's just this movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so how are you doing, Chris? I'm doing good. I'm feeling good. We had a bike ride today. Life is... Yes. Life is starting to turn around. Things are starting to get nicer. You get outside, you know, feeling a little that that free air. I don't know. I mean, speak for yourself. I fell off the bike twice, as you know. She did. I did fall. She off fell the bike off. Twice. She didn't even get on. It was she fell while getting on a bike. <laughs> twice. Twice. Two separate occasions. You know, um, got to get your sea legs again. Yeah, I know it's been a while. I haven't been outside so. in a long time. So. Well, I've been outside. I just haven't been on a bike. Um, my, my bike is like a man's bike. So I have to like really kick my leg up. And if I don't get enough altitude, I, uh, fall over. <laughs> so anyway, oh. we're here to talk about was what? It, What's so funny? It's an odd start to the show. That's all. We never do this kind of. <laughs> I think we should. I think. You're I think very graceful. You're very graceful. Thank you. Uh. Thank you. Biking is an extreme sport. Thank you to our guest who is also on the Zoom. We'll see her in a second. Uh, so if you're listening to this in podcast form, uh, you know it. You already know it. We are a show that watches and ranks every single one of Nicolas Cage's 100 plus movies. Um, hey, Rachel. Rachel Animal just said hi, guys, on the chat. Um, so uh, uh, we record live every Sunday at 5 p.m. Pacific time on twitch.tv slash managers comedy. If you are listening to this and you want to watch the visual version of it, um, you can find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash managers comedy. Um, we're going to spoil the movie today. But you don't care because this movie is bad and you probably have never watched it unless you are either of us and our guest. Um, if you were maybe fully paralyzed and somehow this came on a television and you <laughs> couldn't like, change it. <laughs> you have no other option. Um, all right. Uh, let's bring out our guest, Chris. Uh, we have with us today comedian and Renaissance woman, Shion. Hi, Shion. Hello. <laughs> How's it going? I'm well. How are you? So good. <laughs> so, awesome. so we're all like, oh boy, oh, this is we're amazing. just just getting ready for what? Rip the bandaid off. Let's yeah, just let's do it. do it. Let's do it. All right, Shian, tell us about your history with Nicolas Cage. Um, are you a super fan? Have you seen a lot of Nicolas Cage's Cage's movies? What uh, what's your background there? Um, I think I've seen a fair a fair number. Um, it's it's always you know the thing of wanting to see Nicolas Cage like be Nicolas Cage in a movie. That's always fun for me. Um, I enjoyed um, such vehicles as the. Gosh, I just lost the title. Is it National Treasure? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's a that's a fun romp. Like, hey, let's <laughs> do it. Uh, the one where I think there are two different movies where he sees the future, or he like touches someone and they see the future or whatever the one with just go beale and there's another Next. one i'm like yes i'm all for it wait uh is, he, you see in the future in another one that... i don't know like am i what's no is that knowing there's knowing and there's next which 
You're right. No one. It sound the same. Man. Yeah, like it's very similar. Um, and what, that's kind of what got me into this particular movie for the day because I was looking for similar things and the synopsis for this movie sounded very similar to Taken. And I thought, oh, this will be a Taken knockoff. That'll be fun. <laughs> oh, <boy>. So <laughs> they're actually, I was looking this up because I was, because I saw he, so he has this movie, which is called Rage. Um, or if you're in Europe, it's called Tokarev, which mm-hmm. uh, is a lot easier to Google. So I use that a lot. Um, Frankly, it's a better title. I yeah. think so too. I think I think don't making a movie that has the same title as a lot of other stuff is uh, is going to cause you some problems. That would have given them like a fifty thousand dollar bump in the box office if they called it Tokarev. Just the confusion alone would have gotten people in the door. I think. Like, hey, who's that? Is it a person? Is it a gun? What's <laughs> going on? It sounds kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fun. It's it's a more fun title. Yeah. Um, but so uh, there's also another movie called Stolen starring Nicolas Cage. Um, there is which, not. You're there lying. Is, I swear to God. And it's about his daughter is stolen and taken for ransom. <laughs> no, she isn't. Yes. Get yes. out of here. What? And then, then, wait, but the plot of that movie is he's the world's greatest robber, I believe. And in order to get his daughter back, he has to pull off, they make him do a heist, right, Meg? It's something like that. So that's why uh, it's Yeah, according to the Wikipedia page, yeah. Versus okay. Taken. I think I watched oh, the preview boy. of this. I'm ready for that one. That one's I coming. I guess I have to pipe. watch that now. <laughs> I'm, I'm all in. Let's do it. Well, yeah. I mean, the question for this is: uh, Does does the daughter survive? Because I thought, I mean, so I, I have not seen the Taken movies. In the Taken mm. movies, I assume the daughter is not immediately murdered. <laughs> I that imagine good... not. Yeah, you've not. Neither of you have seen Taken. No. Okay. Have you, Chris? Uh no, I've never seen any of them. Yeah, it's uh, it it yeah, she is found. She's taken. Uh, the, and then she the is line taken that back. everyone knows exactly the line that everyone knows is that i will find you and i will i don't know i have considerable skills it's gonna be awesome blah blah um and so that happens he's able to finally get her back and then the sequels are essentially you took from us and now we're going to fight you so it's just like fighting around the world because he took back his daughter that was initially. Oh, taken. They, do they keep? Ta- they don't keep taking her every everyone. They don't keep taking her. Oh <laughs> no! I was gonna uh, say. The sequels are more like um, consequences of the first film, as opposed to okay. uh, repetitions of the wow. initial inciting incident. Man, <laughs> they just keep taking. <laughs> He's like, I thought the I bags, Wait, man, I thought like the first time. Fool me once. Shame on me. <laughs> Take my daughter once. Shame on you. Take my daughter twice. Shame on me. Uh, oh boy. That's what we always say. Can I I have, a, I have a vote for this movie that I that I just want to sum up the plot before I don't want to get I don't want to oh, get yes. I, I'm gonna sum it up in like two sentences. Do it. Guy who used to be a criminal goes straight. Uh his daughter gets taken one night. They don't know why. They find her dead. He assumes it has something to do with an incident from his past, so he rages out and starts killing mobsters. Turns out, just an accident with a gun. The end. That's it. That is, that's the movie. Yeah. Refreshingly simple plot. I will say that's one good thing it's got going for it. I don't want to get bogged down in that. There's no. There's nothing. Honestly, there's nothing to get bogged down in. It's just. It's just a know. series of him trying to murder people yeah. and usually succeeding. Um, so let me give you guys a little background on the movie just so you can see where this fits into the the world um so this is from 2014 i believe this is right around 
the middle slash beginning of Nicolas Cage's just real bad streak in terms of finances and movies. Like mm. this is like the left behind era. Like there's just not a lot of stuff that I recognize basically up until mom and dad, which is I think 2017 <laughs> is when things start getting like a little more interesting again. Mm. Um, and, and he looks like real bad. Yeah. It's a, he seems like he's having a rough time. So that wig we is should... oof. And this one, this is a real bad wig. Like there's some bad wigs and this is a real bad one. This, that, yeah, it's, it's, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a rough one. I don't know what's going on in his life. Uh, but yeah, so it was made for $25 million. It had limited theatrical release, but mostly VOD, video on demand, uh, made $2 million worldwide. So not a huge success. Do you guys want to guess what the Rotten Tomato score is just off the top of your head? Or I'm going to say 25%. Well, you're right. We're both are it's right in the middle that it's 12. <laughs> um, we did it, Chris. You guys did it. <laughs> you triangulated it. <laughs> um, and it was directed by a Spanish director named Paco Cabezas, who made a movie called, the only movie of his that looked vaguely familiar to me was called Mr. Right, which stars Sam Rockwell and Anna Kendrick. And appears to be I have seen that film. Yeah, was it good? I sure have. Yeah, it was it was a very it's not like, you know, a cinematic treasure, but like it was fun. It's mm. a lot of Sam Rockwell dancing because he enjoys doing that in films <laughs> apparently, so he just does that a lot and like very silly occurrences. Like he's just like so smart that he basically moves at super speed and it's fully ridiculous and and a Kendrick's character makes no sense, but it's like, <laughs> okay, sure, this is a movie and I was like, this is enjoyable. That's very funny to me that he made a movie where people had conversations that made sense and scenes cut from one to another and it was easily easily <laughs> followed. And he also made this film where at one point we're in the present and then we're in the past, but it's not at all clear. Yeah. Um, and the transitions are like razor sharp in that they don't make any sense and you almost get whiplash from them. Yeah, those editing ah. jumps, like what's going on with this movie? Oh my God. How how was the acting in Mr. Right? Because I thought this movie had some of the worst acting I've ever seen. <laughs> I didn't feel that for Mr. Right. It wasn't no, it, was it wasn't good. a slog. Yeah, okay. it was enjoyable. It was like these people are weird and they have interesting ways of being, but it was like very fun. Um you know, spoiler alert for you know twenty that's fine. Fifteen movie Mr. Right. Um there's a bad guy that like oh we got a follower <laughs> oh hi Thanks. welcome um there's a there's a guy on the bad side the bad guy who um just strikes up a friendship with sam rockwell's character and by the end they're like on the same they're like aligned and it's just like cute like it's very fun writing and weird characters that you don't see in the real world but they're fun to watch I think this is yet another in the ever-growing pile of reasons why after this is over, we need to do this, but with Sam Rockwell. Yeah. It just we had keeps a, happening. We, our, our, our Matchstick Men episode, we uh, deep we dug real deep into the Sam Rockwell, yeah. if you will. <laughs> oh, hey <laughs> Oh, boy. Um, I, I call Moon if you do that. Oh, that's a good one. I like that's a good one, one. yeah. Uh, well, all right, so Shannon, just in general, so your overall thoughts on this movie. <laughs> um, it was the longest hour and a half that I have ever endured. Um, I kept checking the time. Um, um, I thought it would be, like we said, I thought it would be taken, but with Nick Cage, and very quickly, it was not that. Um, and at the end of it, 
I had a couple feelings and they were mainly the movie should have been called sadness or guilt. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, I've, I've never been sadder to see um, Peter Stormare in a movie because he was barely there and um, didn't get to like be his full and, like, self he tried in my to, opinion. What was that Irish accent or whatever he was working with? <laughs> Yeah, because I know I know for a fact that you watched the only the only other Peter Stormare movie that we've watched, which is Eight Millimeter, right? Yeah, I did Where watch he was, that. He which was, was a lot, lot. He was a lot more interesting, at least. Right? He was like, yes. As as much as that movie uh, probably will scar me forever, <laughs> at least Peter Stormare was like Peter Stormare. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's that's me dealing with <laughs> watching that movie. <laughs> <laughs> this movie like sets itself up to be taken and then you're like okay so it's not taken it's john wick right because it sets it up right. to be john wick except the, the girl is the dog of john wick and then it just doesn't the girl deliver is the dog well basically you know like a revenge movie where <laughs> yeah, but yeah. it does not but deliver on any of those things it's none of those i things. did also have i was like this just makes me wish for john wick it makes me wish for taken um i think there's at least one it made me wish for the trailer of the bob odenkirk movie that's basically nobody Thank you, john because wick. we should talk about that as well so did have you seen them have you seen the movie you're talking about is nobody have you seen that yet nobody i haven't seen it yet Okay, so Chris and I watched that, and there was a lot of similarities between this movie and that movie. Yeah, I did not like Nobody. I thought it was mm. uh, not very fun. You and did like, like not it. not like no one. No, <laughs> Chris. Wait, what? Wait, the what? movie's called Nobody. What are you talking about? No, uh, movies can't first. call movies can't call people their movies. What are you talking about? <laughs> the movie's called Nobody. Nobody is the movie. Third base. We get it. <laughs> Um, I didn't care for that movie. I thought it was hyper violent and a lot, I would say this movie was a lot more watchable in terms of the violence for me because it was so cartoony and like, there wasn't anything that was mm. super disturbing. Yeah. Like in nobody, there's a lot of gross stuff that happened. Have you seen John Wick though? Oh yeah. Yes. And okay. that's also and you hyper- didn't find that. Yes, but it was also an interesting, fun movie. So I was willing okay. to be like, okay. I think it's the okay. attitude, the attitude with which it's approached in Nobody is like, it's off-putting because it's, I think it's him trying to do a comedy, you know? Mm. Yeah. But it's more like, it's just like kind of trying to be a little comedic, but with this like, all right, crazy graphic violence. And then Christopher Lloyd comes out and I don't anyway. We shouldn't spoil yeah. that movie too, because that's what's yeah. still in theaters. Christopher Lloyd. The only thing Christopher yeah, Lloyd, Christopher Lloyd is the best the part ass. of the movie. He's the best if you guys movie. for our listeners, if you guys are thinking about watching 2021's Nobody, uh, don't do that. Watch the movie Shoot 'em Up instead. It's a great movie and will fill all the needs that you are looking for and will not find in that movie. Save that twenty <laughs> bucks and wait till it comes out for free. Anyway. Um, duly noted. <laughs> that's my opinion. So uh yeah, so uh, <laughs> Usually yeah, we kind right. of roughly go let's through this via this the fucking, plot. So let's get into this bullshit. All right. First off, yeah. do you guys remember at the top of the movie when he's at some kind of ribbon cutting? Meg and I looked at each other and we're like, is he the mayor of this town? <laughs> Which they never say where they are, by the way. They do not. So this was filmed in Mobile, Alabama. Um, so I'm assuming that's where it takes place. Uh our our listeners will recall that last episode's movie also took place in Mobile. I don't know if I'm saying it wrong, probably Alabama, hmm. which is a uh, Con Air, which takes place uh, in a lot of places. But that is where his uh, his that's that's where his wife lives. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, no, I thought he was the mayor. I was like, is he going to be the mayor? That's fine. Yeah, it wasn't clear. And then they clarified who the mayor was. I did think it was, I don't know. I clocked that it was a little odd to me that um, the mayor was speaking and then he went to speak and he just kind of like, they kind of like shuffled past each other. Like, are they not going to interact? Like there's no like eye contact or like anything. And at the end they shook hands. I'm like, okay, cool. So they at least they are in the same like world, but it was a little odd to me. And frankly, that was like a, <laughs> a harbinger of things to come because <laughs> the way that like ethnicity and like diversity is dealt with in this film is so weird but like needlessly so they like went out of their way to be like really rude and like slightly racist or just fully racist and I was just like I don't I'm confused as to why <laughs> there's, I yeah I mean there's this whole well there's this whole tension too between like these characters that are sensibly Irish and then like the Russian mod. so it's like a lot of like you know white people fighting each other and hating each other for sure I didn't I didn't feel like the, the cat yeah it wasn't a super diverse cast for sure. Oh no, <laughs> um, not not at all. Um, well, the fact that you mentioned it was in Alabama I was like, I don't know, maybe that's the one like town in Alabama that's like less diverse than everything else because yeah. I wouldn't have expected it to be there um, at all. <laughs> well, I, for the first um, beginning part, I was like, oh, this is definitely Eastern Europe because that one yeah. bartender who was like had a bizarre accent and he's friends with, who's like definitely a stunt man, like the Silver Fox stunt man guy. Yeah, yeah. Who had like a like I don't know where he was from, Austria, whatever accent. I'm like, oh, they just got a bunch of people from Eastern Europe. But then I was like, oh wait, there's some non-white people in the background, so this has to be somewhere else. And mm. then I guess yeah, I did I did not pick I did not figure Mobile, Alabama for like one second. Um. So yeah. So we that's we are we are <laughs> some he's working for the mayor in some capacity. We never learn anything about that. Um. He's got his two buddies in the irish bar that they hang out like when they were in the irish bar i was like is this boston are we in boston <laughs> Wait, i got I, excited was it supposed to be an irish bar <laughs> absolutely the irish... Chloe, they're supposed to be irish right like they're all the three of them are meant to be irish you know yeah, for when sure. they came from the old country to mobile alabama <laughs> when those boats yeah. pulled up the irish an you interesting know, <laughs> choice they I made roots. they made roots in mobile alabama and then they have that weird conversation that like, like even before that, when he talks to his daughter, like he picks up his daughter as the first thing before he goes to the um, the ribbon cutting and the bar. I can't remember what order that was in. Yeah. But he freaks out over her henna tattoo, and then he has this like weird one sided conversation where he asks her something and she responds, and then he abruptly changes the subject <laughs> to ask her something else. Like this doesn't feel remotely natural. It's like we need all. to get a lot of information out. Let's just check these exposition boxes as yeah. like like you know passionately as possible. That is the whole first 15 minutes of the movie is just we have some clips of this just like ridiculously yeah. heavy-handed expedition. And... Yeah. <laughs> oh, there is uh, yeah, there is one clip I have of that where it's after oh, nice. the daughter dies and Danny Glover is talking to should I play that clip? Yeah, let's uh, watch it. All right, so this is after the daughter dies and or, or is abducted, and they're in they're in his house. It's very short, but there's a part where it's just like, oh my god, they're beating you over the head with the fact that Danny Glover knows Nick Cage. I would tell you if I had any idea who was behind this. Would you, Pete? I'm out of the game. You know that. How long have we known each other? Since the mask at the four piece. Yes, fifteen years, Pete. Yeah, I know you. Right, you do. You know me. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> 
you know what I mean, Meg? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, what? So yeah, and how long have we known each other? Since that time we met at improv. <laughs> yes, so we know each other. Well, you have to yes, say how long, too. Like, yes, three like, years and so seven weird. months. Like, okay, we gotta let we have to let people know there was a massacre. We have to let the people know that it's been 15 years, and we have to let people know that he's clean. How do we do that succinctly? <laughs> and then they have like three lines of dialogue each. Like, that's not even succinct. They could have said it faster. Also, uh, they, they never get into what the massacre at the four P's even was, or what is the four P? What what's going on? They never talk about honestly, it again. I couldn't understand what he said the first time. So this is the first time I'm hearing the word massacre. I just started I I, I thought it was a Damascus. Oh Dema- no. Damascus and the four P's. I will say though, when Danny Glover showed no up in the movie. He, what was going on? I got like excited when Danny Glover showed up Me because too. I was he like, like oh, legitimized like it. Actual... I mean, he did yeah. he did pretty good. I thought he he was not, you know, not everyone in this movie was distractingly bad aside from him. So. Like I look at him, I'm like, oh, he I I would believe this person is an old detective. Yes, this works. Yeah, you know it what did I mean? indeed seem like he was too old for all of us. Yeah, <laughs> he was a very um, old detective. So what did like you guys a, think of the uh, the daughter character? Uh, getting too old. Aside from the fact that she was too old and was wearing a wig for some reason, did you did you clock the wig? Oh, <laughs> I did not. And bizarre. Why the sexual tension between Cage and her was a little weird, like like flirty mm-hmm. kind of interaction, I would say. Yeah that that uh that first conversation in the car, um, I in my notes I I don't have anything about um any specific actors other than to like note when i recognize someone mm-hmm. um i did write um the start is a flash forward right then i wrote taking off points for rude reaction <laughs> to henna tattoos <laughs> and then i wrote convos equal weird and then transitions equal awkward <laughs> and after that point I just noted like if I recognize someone and I moved on because um, I noted that there's I mean, like, you know, we mentioned Peter Stromare, but also Jack Falahi, I think is his name. Um, he's in How to Get Away with Murder. Okay. And so I was like, oh, this will be a good like, you know, six degrees separation movie because those two people are in a lot of other films and it makes a lot of connections. So there's at least one good thing about this movie is that it helps. Oh, you he, was, um, he was one of the kids. Yeah, he's one of the students in How to Get Away with Murder. No. But he's one of the kids in this movie, right? He's one of her friends. Yes, he's one of the two friends. Got it. Not the one that is uh, madly in love. Not the working man who's madly in love with the daughter. He's one of the fellow rich kids who is just mm. a third wheel in their yeah. weird, weird relationship. Like, what kind of dad is he? He's like, yeah, you three just, like, stay here. Like, what is going to happen when he leaves? Like, I didn't know what he thought. Was, like, these are, I don't, I, honestly, I was like, oh, this is like they're all they're a triad or something that's what i thought I, I, you know what i mean like they're obviously going to yeah. get wasted and you know bad things are going to happen but i don't know i kind of yeah. thought he was like her brother but i guess that, that would be weird that nick cage like wasn't acknowledging friend. him yeah as such it was it just seemed bizarre. weird to me um i guess it's worse to have um like if you're afraid of like you know kids being kids you wouldn't want like your teenage daughter with a teenage friend from school is just the two of them at home so perhaps it's better to have numbers but it it was like weirdly not enough for a party, but like too intimate and that it's three people. So who knows? It was bizarre. And, and they, also he, oh. he had a guitar with no tuning pegs on it. Like it was like one of those weird guitars where the neck just stops. just like, burp, and then tuning pegs. Are I the think bottom. they're on the back. 
they're on the back of it. Or they could be on the bottom too. Yeah, or yeah, it wraps around. And the, the there was something. All right, but weird. You, That's did, weird. Did you notice that the? So we were talking about this actually, Meg. The camera. The wine. No, what the? What about the wine? Oh, like right when about when they're leaving, um, inexplicably his, uh, uh, he's like in the kitchen and there's just all these boxes of wine. Oh yeah, like half. A, it was half, all wine. Yeah. No <laughs> explanation. No wonder those kids got drunk. Yeah, just like a wine. And, and this movie, so this is like not really related to that. This is the the moving camera. Like they mm-hmm. never had a still shot. The camera would always be like kind of like kind of moving across every time they showed anything, especially in that opening scene where they're planning her sweet sixteen birthday inside that bar. <laughs> Yes, that weird conversation where they like the one friend like randomly mentions like I feel like they're talking about like him having sex with someone, but they use a slang that I hadn't heard before, and it just like it's like interwoven with this conversation about a party for your friend's sixteen year old. Like I was like, what is happening? Yeah, the, the shitty acting and and like the camera work and everything that was like the opening scene. I was just like, oh. This no, we're done. This is gonna be a and bad meanwhile movie. I'm like, where are we? Yeah, I'm like <laughs> maybe we're in Boston, but then we weren't. So. They only had so many places to film. You could tell because they would just go to. They went to the house. They went to that bar, and I think they were just like, we need some kind of a pre picking up for school thing. So let's like reuse the bar or something. I don't know. That seems so tacked on with the this the birthday party planning bullshit at the top. Also, that girl is not oh sixteen. Gosh yeah so yeah i didn't it didn't click in my brain but like the notion that she's 15 going on 16 yeah is like, wild yeah. um and i've i've heard a lot of things about this like you know we have labor laws and so you can't have actual mm-hmm. children um working for the same amount of hours and so you know monetary reasons and whatnot you cast older actors um but i also saw a very interesting youtube video that basically went into the fact that because we're letting adults play children we get to like put them in sexual situations mm-hmm. and like what does that mean for how other adults view those children because we're like mapping a child onto like a 25 year old who's playing a 15 year old but then acting like a 25 year old and it's like yeah that's not great <laughs> it's not because you yeah. wouldn't le- you wouldn't leave three 15 year olds home alone with like two guys and a girl like you would not i, I don't know a parent with thousands like, of boxes of wine yeah like you would never do that and also like they're dr- I, I when i was 15 i wasn't like drinking like fucking like booze right out of the bottle <laughs> maybe some people were but like that's pretty hardcore for a 15, 15 like you look like a like an infant when you're 15 years old you don't look like an adult and like if you have like a couple of shots you're done like you know what i mean you're not like hardcore yeah. uh. I, I just uh just a little fact check for us the uh actress aubrey peebles who plays the daughter was 20 in 2014 checks out so uh <laughs> i'm just yeah so go ahead sorry i'm just like looking through my notes like oh god like what i remember it was like 20 minutes in when you find out when you realize and they don't say it like you realize he's some kind of housing developer like yeah he's a, he's oh, a contractor or something you have to piece it together I, yeah I they know. really it's weird how they'll like give exposition in certain areas in other areas you have to like look around and find the context clues and they it's like okay this is not his first wife Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, let's talk about like, stepmom. <laughs> so she- <laughs> you're shaking your head, Chris. It's not I, a fan. I just was like, why did they even make her the stepmom? Why introduce this complication that there was this other 
woman, I guess to explain why he went straight, but like, like they should have just made her the actual mom. Then she doesn't explain like, well, she's not my real daughter, but I still loved her anyway. I just, it was just so bad. I don't know. I didn't like it. And she, she uh, looked very similar to the daughter too. So like <laughs> yeah, when she did. came out, I liked it. I was like, is that the daughter? No. Wait a second. It was weird to me. <laughs> they could have been like a sisters. Lot. They were like more like yeah. sister than. <laughs> I wonder how old is that actress? Were they similar in age? Or she was, was, it, was 32. A Thanks dad? for asking. Uh, so she was 30. Like 33? Uh, 34. When okay. this movie was filmed and Nick Cage would have been 49, I think. So greater than 15 year age difference. We love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um she actually so she has a lot of credits so she um has been in a lot of like um tv shows like uh criminal minds uh mm-hmm. she was in uh, the man in high castle um, oh cool star trek one of the, the 2009 star trek i was i was really surprised to see that because for me she was the worst actor in the entire thing the daughter yeah. was competition as well as the two uh bros his bros. Mm. No, the, the worst act. Friends. The work that worst actor had to be the dude with the, the silver hair. He was real bad, right? I don't know. So, I don't know. <laughs> the I mean, one that you think, the one that owned the bar, the one that owned yeah. the bar. Like that guy was like, yeah. I don't know. He was bottom. Honestly, road. I don't know that I even. For me, it was just. I think the writing was so bad. It's in it's my true. mind that it just was like, even if they were good actors, it's like. This the way that they spoke and how they communicated was just so odd to me that like that was a flag and I think I stopped focusing after that. It was just like let's <laughs> let's go, let's see how it gets to the end. It feels um, like what the I honestly what if like this wasn't a badly written movie but was the victim of like being like chop jobbed edited because mm-hmm. the the edits mm-hmm. are really like they're jumping all over the place. And it feels like things are missing, like a lot of information is missing. So maybe there was mm. scenes that had like some more exposition in it or like something. I don't know. I don't know. Like that could be the case. Maybe, if, yeah. If you want to be generous. You could say that could be the case. Uh, Guys, we are, we're not here to be nice. We're here to be <laughs> real. If we, have, if we have some rage about this movie, we, we should feel rage. comfortable showing it. Um, Do you want to talk about... Uh, the what's it called the part where uh his son plays him as a young man well let's i think we're well let's skip it that a little that was? that was his yes. actual son we have a clip of that but like he looks so different so meg meg told me like a, a pet peeve of hers is in movies when they do a flashback you know the person has the same haircut they have in the future or something like that so the audience they look exactly the same so the audience isn't super thrown but in this one, they like they said he could look completely different, I guess, in the past. <laughs> you know what? I was fully thrown. They took <laughs> three men, two had like it was like gray hair, kind of a dirty blonde and black hair. And then we flashed to three people with dark hair. And when they first showed them, I did not know that we were in the past. I thought we were in the present. So I was like, is this related to his daughter who's been taken, who's attacking this car? And it was until they like, I think showed it a second time that it was like more clear. And they like said someone's name. I'm like, oh, is that the name of the like idiot friend? Like, okay, one plus one is two. This is like flashback. But like, I don't like doing math to figure out that I'm in a flashback. I want it to be clear. I only knew. 
because imme- I only knew immediately because I knew that was his son from seeing him. I'm like, oh, that's Nick Cage's mm. son. They're trying to make they're prying, you know, play him as a young man. Yeah. How do you recognize right Nick Cage's head. son? I don't. I've, <laughs> I have a Nick Cage up podcast. Pictures. And I don't even know what his son looks like. Yeah, bring it up, Chris. Let's let's look on at this main clip. viewer. Yeah, this is Nick Cage's son playing him. Also, I believe a lot of this exposition was not in the movie that Nick Cage's son says. So this is this is some deleted scene stuff. I think so because this would have cleared up some stuff for me. Do you want to die? Because after pulling off a job like that, Chernov's gonna be looking for any fool splashing money around. We keep silent just for a little while, lock out the money for a couple years, and we're gold. Sim just looking intensely. I cut out all the torture that was going on in the background too. There was like stuff happening. But yeah, like I did. So the whole thing about like we'll we'll hide the money and we'll keep quiet about it for a while. They never said that in the movie. They said it at the end. Yeah, at the very end. So you're like, oh, okay. Around the time where, I mean, we're jumping all over the place, but um, the, I'm going to say the idiot friend. Um, the idiot friend, I think, caused all of this uh, by, I think it's the idiot friend that killed the guy um, or they shouldn't have killed. And he <laughs> is just having like, he's on, he's on a date. Like he's just hanging out, he's drinking, he doesn't pick up his phone. Oh, and then Danny. The other friend. So, yeah, Danny, the Silver Fox guy, he gets captured by the Russian mob and is being tortured and all of this. And then um, Nicolas Cage's character goes to like confront Danny and like, you know, what's going on? Why are you doing this? Yada, yada, yada. And he starts berating him and saying that he's a rat and that you're supposed to do X, you're supposed to do Y. And Danny's like, no, I never did. And he lashes out and it's just like, I don't know. I think it was supposed to be much more meaningful than it actually was because it's like he lashes out in anger and then his friend ends up dying. Enrage, if you will. Enrage. Uh, I think but we should frankly, just... are we gonna see the scene? I mean, we have the scene. Let's watch yeah. it. Should we? Should, wait, did she, she, yeah, do you want to complete your thought first? Well, no. Yeah, let's yeah. play the scene and then I'll I'll continue. All right. I have two parts of this. The first part, I just had to cut this out because of how like seriously uh shaky the camera is at the at the opening of that scene it's like what's going on like how they keep this in oh in the papers crepe full of israeli submachine guns and all you got was possession there's a real big no. shake coming i don't like what you're getting what am i getting Poe, no one has one like look at that like the guy got up yeah. and walked around during the <laughs> shot it was weird like i did it <laughs> and then here's the the rat scene you were talking about. Some real hard acting coming up. What's the big deal? They took Caitlin and they shot her. Can't hear head. it, Chris. Oh, you can't hear quiet. it. Maybe that's not a big deal to you, but it's a pretty fucking big deal to me. And the only reason they would do something like that is if someone talked. No one asked you. No one asked you where you got the money for those guns. O'Connell didn't want to know how you got to pull off something like that on your crap. own. Polly, yeah. I've always been loyal. You've always been an idiot. See the emotion on their faces, though. <laughs> Screw you, Polly. Nothing's ever your fault. There's always someone else to blame. Always someone there to bail you out. Who, who's bailing you out now? Who, whose man are you now? Are you, are you my man? Are you sure not? Hey, are you Polly's man? Polly, oh, easy. Knock it off. Are you talk? So you take care of you and make those guns go away. That's not no, what I'll talk. It's not what I thought he's dead. We swore not to talk about it. We're not to spend the money. Not to draw attention to ourselves. I'm not a rat. You are a rat. 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 Rat.
oh my make God. you feel that thing. Um, so if you couldn't hear it too clearly, it's Nicolas Cage kind of lashing out in rage to his friend Danny um, and saying that like, this happened because of you. Like you must've talked, whatever happened that made you get, go into jail for a while in the past that um, you must've gotten that fixed somehow. And that's, that's how this is coming back on me. And frankly, even watching it then it's like, that's a lot of jumping to conclusions you're doing over here, Nick. Like how did we, how did we get here? And by the end of the movie, it's like, oh, okay, cool. It's your guilt that's just been eating you alive. And that's why you're lashing out yeah. at your friend like this. Yeah, I so I th- I think what happened there was like the the left channel was was empty so you guys couldn't hear it but I hopefully the the podcast picks it up but if not but I just nice. the whole thing with uh him killing him right after two times in the movie he kills somebody and then goes wait no you're okay don't die like like immediately after killing them <laughs> yeah like I in so a way that is unbelievable like fully unbelievable like you're fighting with your friend you're pushing him he pushes you, you slash at him with a knife, and then you're basically like, shake it off, bro. Like, like, get up, get he's up. leaking his guts onto the floor. Like, you did that. Okay. Okay, is, I think we should just jump around, Chris. You want to show the, the clip of where he does that the other time? Oh, the roof time? Yeah. Oh, the yeah. roof time. I, I, I dubbed this, this scene, how did it get roofed? Because it has very similar vibes to how to get burned from the Wicker Man. Mm. But you probably won't be able to hear this very well either. either. Someone. It's actually better. In my daughter's head. The Russian handgun. Who did it? Huh? Was it Chora? Huh? Someone had to add a turn? Who was it? Who did it? Who did it? No, 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 no. Don't tell. Don't die, don't die. Don't die, don't die. Don't die. Don't die. Don't die. Don't die. Don't and then empty a clip into him obviously <laughs> makes no sense like first of all let's talk about this weird like loose punch that happened what was that <laughs> like if everybody that's listening or watching just make a fist you're going to close that fist it's going to be a closed fist <laughs> like there's nothing there's nothing in there and when you punch that man twice his hand does like one of these like so like ugh. is he like weirdly slapping him with his like <laughs> with his knuckles like what what am i looking at and why are they giving yeah. us freaking sadness music like he's you know breaking up with someone while he's like slamming some man's head into the ground like it's, i'm beside myself <laughs> A comment from the chat is Nick Cage a cop in this movie? No, he's not a cop. He is an ex con. Uh, it was turned and, into uh, a housing developer. <laughs> yeah. And I assume his housing. daughter was murdered. It's ridiculous. His daughter wasn't even murdered. Murdered implies. Well, I mean, she was. Pre- it was like no premeditation. It was an accidental death. Well, Chris, why, do, why does he think that his daughter was murdered? Because he murdered someone else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying, I'm really trying to, okay, I'll just say it. <laughs> so after, after the, the weird um, ch- children hang out uh, unsupervised with boxes of wine nearby, um, he gets a call that his daughter 
there's been an incident and then they go home the two boys are like tearfully there they're beaten up and the house is a mess and they say that like people came in and and they tried to fight back but they weren't strong enough and they took the daughter so that's why we get the taken vibe is that we're told that she's been abducted essentially ah so they lied and that's why so he he didn't just jump to that conclusion it's because those kids lied right yeah but man that was some this movie oh. should be called not actually taken <laughs> don't tell don't tell uh nick cage his daughter is dead like don't tell mom the babysitter's dead oh my gosh basically it's the same plot it, it, i would love to see a movie centered around the kid uh where or a weekend at bernie's except they have the daughter's body and oh, no. he's like they're That's trying to real pretend dark. She's a, and those like, two guys like that nope just you, you got two friends one on either no one side do this Megan her up. Out. nope uh, <laughs> was... teenage girl chris don't be, we don't like it we don't she's like it murdered. stop the feed all right <laughs> um all right so so he finds out that she's been taken slash actually not taken um he's like i gotta go after her don't t- yeah don't do you remember when they're like they're like how deep do you want this to go how deep is hell <laughs> <laughs> that is an actual line from because, this yeah movie. that's a line from the film i wrote that down i'm um, like oh that's so bad one of many moments where i kind of just shook my head that i i picked this this film <laughs> oh, yeah, i said yeah. yes i'll do that yeah you picked it <laughs> Wait. oh yeah, yeah. oh so he get he's opening i'm just like going through my notes right now he's opening yeah. cards Right, he's opening cards, uh, like you know, sending their condolences, and he opens mm-hmm. a card. He looks at it. It's signed condolences. There's no name. It just says mm-hmm. in handwriting. There's a, the text of the card, and underneath yeah, in yeah. handwriting, condolences. <laughs> no name. It's pretty, uh, That's actually pretty threatening. Out. If I got an anonymous condolences card, I'd be like, whoa. <laughs> well, you. Well, yeah. We should have suspected them. Oh um, yes, gosh. <laughs> Here we talk about the fact that. The the boy that's in love with his daughter is the one that like tells this story, and then he goes to this boy to try to like figure huh. out like who did this. Yes, yeah. and at he goes end? that or at the very end. You mean in like the middle, oh. like, after the and daughter's he... been been killed, like it's been determined that like she was killed. Um, they after they find her body, he then goes to meet you know sad blonde boy to say like what's going on. You need to give me like he tells a, a, again He's another like, weirdly racist tale is told um where he talks about defending his wife's honor his girlfriend's honor at the time and tells this boy who he thinks just saw his daughter be like removed from his presence forcibly that um he would have died for his own girlfriend yes. so essentially guilting him and saying you should have died for my daughter you should have um, taken which, the bullet son like basically right. <laughs> Right, and he's and like, like they're not even dating. Like they're 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 like <laughs> they have yet to even like become a thing. But this regardless, is a 15, it's like you know, this fifteen year old child, child because you think that they should have done a bigger a better job. And then he begins to kind of interrogate him, and he's like, okay, what kind of accents did you hear? What kind of smells were there? What kind of slang was sold? And it's just like. It's like they smell like cologne. They smell like what do you say? Like yeah, they smell like, like food, oh, like 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 Chinese food. <laughs> like, like what is this weird like racist movie I picked for this podcast? Like <laughs> then, why? The story tells us like I was with you know her mother at time before she died, and one of them called her a slut, and so I like beat the guy, broke both his legs. Like that was the story he tells to the kid right before the I, thing. I mean, Nick Cage is the villain of this movie. Like yeah. like we're, we're all on the same page about 100%. that, right? 
And I don't know if there is a hero to this movie. Hero? No. Again, this movie should be called Sadness or yeah. Guilt, um, because that's that's all that's all that's really all it is. If you go back, like the music that they just played in the two scenes where he was like yelling at someone and then eventually killed them, that's classic sadness music. It's like you know, totally. Someone's going off to sea. I'll never see them again. I thought this was the last coconut. It's empty. I'm dying of thirst. Like it was very sad. <laughs> like that was the vibe through and through. Um, and then when the movie ends, oh, we didn't really talk about this, but the very beginning of the movie is the end of the movie. It's like in a cage in a room and he's like, yes. Sad. Yeah. yeah. And like, cause he's about people to are die. coming in and it's, it's clarified. Cause there's just like whole like undercurrent of like back in the day, essentially when Nick Cage and his idiot friends were, smaller idiots they did this thing they stole money and they killed someone who was in the russian mob and because of it um peter stromer's character gets paralyzed um there's this whole rift there's a war that i think might be related to this uh, massacre at the something peas that they never tell you about i'm just assuming <laughs> yeah because don't. you find out later that like this thing started this like whole like you know butterfly effect or like card trick of like all these other things happened thereafter but you because he and his friends wanted to just like rob someone and then the end of the movie you find out that like oh this thing that we thought was a, an abduction and a murder was just an accident but a bunch of kids who were playing with guns that were not properly kept away so gun control and freaking, whose like, locked fault shit up. is that nicholas cage nicholas cage a, so it's right, like yeah. him like drowning that's how i saw the end of the movie was him just like sitting with the fact that like oh i killed my friend i got my friend killed i got my daughter killed i did all these things it's all on me it's just like well this like wall of guilt and he like i think is coming to terms with like i deserve what's coming yeah. to me at this point in time that's well, how might I, as well I get shot by the russian mob i think that you too are also uh Xi'an, you are given this like you did some detective work to find these facts out. The movie did not present these facts. You know what I mean? Like you, oh, piece- they they give it to you. Like it's very piecemeal. It's like, yeah. okay, the 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 Peter Stormy's character, who's uh, the big like Italian boss um, mob guy, Irish, Irish, Irish so mob. But I mean, if you if you can tell I'm from his eyes. the uh, his accent is an attempted Irish. I think. I mean. I, I sent I sent a clip of him talking to one of my friends and was like, guess what accent this is? Oh, no. <laughs> it's like, I have no idea. So There's can you no believe it's Irish? <laughs> Unbelievable. But yeah, they, it's very piecemeal. It's like you have to have one of those, you have to make one of those like detective maps where you put all the red lines together. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. he's in a wheelchair. There was an incident. Got it. Russian mobster. He had a son. Oh, it was his brother. Okay, cool. His brother was killed by this person. And like you start to realize that as they're get, giving the information out, nobody knows what they're talking about because he actually did keep their secret really well. But it was the guilt. It was the guilt that ate up Nick Cage's character. And it's the guilt that'll get you. Well, what? So that's the, what, you know, the lesson. There was something here that was really damning about Nick Cage's character is he kept the gun. And like if you murder someone, you don't keep the gun in your house because it's like murder 101. Right. I feel like he it's probably it. in how to get away with murder. Yeah. You should listen to Jack Fahey's character um, from that future show. So, like, he must have felt guilty. He must have wanted to get caught deep down, is what you're saying. And, like, like really, I don't it's know. Cosmic. You guys are adding a lot of layers but to he, this movie that are very generous. And just like <laughs> basic basic things like he he's the one that had the, the big idea to not um spend the money 
They said not to spend the money for a few years. They didn't spend the money for 20 years. Mm-hmm. They didn't spend the money at all. It's worth but he a lot was, like, less kept now. all the guns just like hanging out and then fully loaded. Like, am I like, like you, what? you leave three teenagers alone in your house with a fully loaded gun no, that there was is a, unsecured. There was a Multiple lot of, un- yeah, there was a bag full of unsecured guns in that closet. Like that was a, the gun on, t- first off, that gun was on the top of a pile of other guns. He's got his murder gun sitting on top, loaded. <laughs> He's like, the villain. Like, yeah. <sighs> it's so wild. And I don't oh. know if the movie wants you to feel sorry for him. I didn't. I just felt like, there's your guilt. It'll get you. Thanks for... So, oh, my God. There's a, there's a couple of scenes I want to make sure we talk about that are real weird. Um, okay. For one, there's one where he... So pretty early on, when he meets up with his his two idiot friends... And they're like, oh, we gotta, we gotta deal with this. Ugh. They go to harass some yep. random like junkie guy, mm-hmm. and like immediately like try to like throw his girlfriend out a window. Like they attach like a cinder block to a rope around her neck and like chuck the cinder block out the window to get this guy to talk. The guy knows nothing because she was murdered by her friend by accident. Mm-hmm. And just- you're just like, you're like. These are the these are the heroes of the start. Like we're supposed to be. And rude then for when these they people? walk off, one of them is like, "I can't believe you did that." Like gray hair is like, "I can't believe you did that, Danny. Yeah. You're wild." And Danny's like, "Oh, I thought she'd fly out the window like a canary." <laughs> and I'm like, "What am I watching?" But I know what I'm watching because at the beginning of the movie, they were randomly talking about like their sexual trysts while they were planning a 16 year old's birthday party. So like, the- are, this isn't this is like beyond antihero stuff. Like it's like you're not rooting for them are they heroes i mean i guess you sort of are until you realize that like they literally have made their own bed in every way yeah but a a cinder block won't do that too like like a cinder block you can pick up with one hand it's not that heavy it's not gonna if you if you tied a rope to yourself and threw the cinder block it would make you like lose your balance a little bit but it's not gonna certainly pull your entire body away right so she could have easily just gone like like this you'd need to have something that weighed about as much as you or had a lot of acceleration, mm-hmm. right? Or yeah, when you throw it, it would have, it would have, you'd have to throw it with as, so much force that it would pull, you know, that would be what, because yeah. the well, mass maybe is Danny is just jacked. And maybe. He's, he's a big dude. He can throw things really far and fast. But it's just, she could have just easily just grabbed the rope and been like this I mean, and totally been she fine. was like, they had to wake her up yeah. and she was still like, in a drug state she so didn't like remember not any ideal. Of what happened probably didn't she cut show back show up later in the movie like another scene like they were raiding another oh. people's house and they like went and it was like i was like there's that lady she again lying again. in a bed i thought oh, I so missed that. it she's might not have first. actually been her it looks similar oh, drugged in the drug den just she's like these fucking <laughs> dudes again not again i'm out of here i have a question do you have the scene or do you remember the scene where um they they go to like a hideout where I guess the Russian mob is the and they were trying scene. to get past the 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 bouncer. Yeah, the pool house. That whole conversation. So the they're like trying to talk to this guy. He's talking to them in Russian and they're like speak English. And he's like, I don't want to. You should leave. And then at one point, he tells them that he speaks three languages mm-hmm. and he calls them stupid. And then Nick Cage punches him. And the hinges of the door fly away, like on both, like the door. So the hinges are on one side of the door and then I'm supposing it's locked. Let's say it's unlocked, but they, it doesn't like bust through the way it was like, you know, like the door was hit in one angle and it 
it's it's bending Opens, on that hinge yeah. and push the door open it flies and is like crooked <laughs> and i'm like he gave the man a simple punch an open-handed punch <laughs> yeah a weird knuckle <laughs> punch and he like th- flew him like through the i was beyond and i told michael about this um shout out he's in the chat hiding with his um pseudonym but like <laughs> the he saw just that scene and was like looks pretty cool and it i was enraged i was enraged you because were. i was like how could you see just a random clip of this movie with no context and still think it's good so like i don't know maybe wait so you watched all of eight millimeter which was for his episode but he didn't watch all of rage for your episode oh mike I... <laughs> you're in trouble no i i watched it like like on my phone um while i was like doing other things if you look, like i was like fair. oh yeah i need a i need a get into this and then for eight millimeter we like sat down and watched it if you if you all right if you look at this movie rather than a film if you look at it as if you went to the grocery store and you're like huh i want to buy rage i want to buy a product that'll give me rage it delivers mm. it, if it's a it box that. labeled it rage that for me you're like oh, i'm mad Absolutely. now i got rage i picked up some rage at the store and you know what else it also gave me sadness and guilt, <laughs> sadness and guilt. <laughs> hey bonus bonus so emotions truly delivered on all accounts so, all right. So, I we have this pool hall fight. Yeah, I I, I mm-hmm. want to talk about. Uh, I don't want to jump, jump around too much. I guess, but no, the, let's do it. Do you remember when Danny Glover just lets him off after the car chase? Oh yeah. So there's a terrible car chase down the streets of Mobile, Alabama. Someday I'm gonna look up how to say. And when this. you say terrible, you don't mean terrible. Like, oh wow, they're knocking over car. Just terrible, and it made no sense. It looked like they just filmed two cars driving side by side. You know. Yeah, it's 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 not a very well done car chase, and then then and then Danny Glover gets him, and he's like he's like uh, wait I forget what his logic is for letting him go. I don't he's know. Like, oh, and he was given. They arrest <laughs> like, him. He's my and buddy. He's like let him go. Let him go. You know you're letting the kidnapper get away, and they're like, what are you talking about? We're gonna arrest you because you're a bad guy. And then Danny Glover comes out and he's like, let him go. And the other <laughs> cops like, what? He's right. He's right here. We got him. He's like, just let him go. I also, know him or some nonsense. That night before a bunch of Russian mobsters have gotten murdered and the cops know about it. And like they're. And they suspect him. Yeah. yeah Cause he's, he's, he's the number one suspect. And they're like, Hey, that was, that, you know, that might've been you, but like, let's, let's deal with that later. You go, you go deal with your stuff. Like. He just smashed up a bunch of downtown and they're and like murdered a bunch of Russian people. And that no car did. chase had one of the most awkward car explosions. It was like cars chasing by <laughs> and then police car pulls up, blows up, second pause, back to the car. Ch- it was just a weird, like they just, yeah, it looked like someone just blew up a police car for no reason. It was weird. <laughs> it was so God. weird. They also like in this world, in this town, the police are like fully aware of i mean maybe this is how the world works but they're just like fully aware of all the mobs and it's just like fine yeah like they can just continue doing their legal activities and it's cool like so many people died in this film and it, there's no like you're under suspicion for the death of such and such person who was killed on a roof and such and such person who's your best friend and like yada 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 it's just like yep people are dying it's I- I think Danny Glover is one of the more sympathetic characters in this movie, but even he is not a very good cop. No, <laughs> he's not a great cop. I, I it also Mobile, Alabama, I imagine has a huge shipping, you know, center because it's on the Gulf of Mexico, and 
I imagine there's mm-hmm. a lot of oil coming it's in. It's not. We looked at. Oh, wait. Did we look this? Oh, yeah, you right. thought it's it was on, on the Mississippi River. It's but on. It's actually uh, on the Gulf. Mobile Bay, you said, or something? Yeah, but which is off the Gulf. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I would have expected way more scenes to happen at the docks because, like, if there is a mafia, they're going to want to control. They're going to use that to get things into the country, I'd imagine, or things like that. But there were no docks to be seen in this whole film. Just a bunch of bars. Like that one bar over and over again. <laughs> Um, oh, there's God. there's another scene that happens around here that we uh, that we missed uh, that was a little disturbing. Uh, we did not get a clip of this, but it's uh, when he uh, chokes his wife. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah oh, that fucked up sex scene. I remember that. Oh. He yeah. comes in and he's all covered in blood, and she's like, "What did you do?" Uh, and he's like, "Your husband's a murderer," and like chokes her. He's like, "Does that turn you on?" And she's like, "Actually, yeah." And then they get it. They like go, go for it. It's no, she never says anything. She doesn't say actually. Yeah. She's getting choked and she's just like, okay, I don't even choke. Like, I I don't know. She seemed, I mean, the, the, what I, what I got from that scene was that like, she (laughs) sadness and guilt. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of sadness and guilt. Why did I pick this movie? Um, but it's, her like because initially she was like i want to know everything like keep me posted do whatever it takes and then he goes out and quote does whatever it takes and then she's like this is not what i meant i wish i could take it back and she's like actually you really like this you're probably turned on by me right now knowing that your husband is a killer um and yeah i didn't expect the reaction to being choked and told that your husband is a killer to be like yes it's like now we kiss now um but hey maybe that's maybe that's what the lady's into (laughs) It's just no, there's no good people in this movie. Like, like she's basically now just like, all right, I guess I'm complicit with this. Or maybe honestly though, yeah. maybe she's afraid of him and it's not we shouldn't be faulting her for this. Yeah, like it he could is be. Yeah. Psychopathic. She could be into it or she could be afraid. There's also a scene after after he gets let go, uh, where they go to a strip club like it's probably around presumably eleven thirty in the morning. <laughs> and it has like eight people, eight guests. And 25 strippers, like conservatively, 25 strippers are dancing at 1130 in the morning for eight people. It's like, what is this strip club? It's a real, uh, they should really work on their supply and demand yeah. model for that. <laughs> and it's like yeah, loud, another loud scene loud that just felt like they were like, we want to put this in here. So we're going to do it. Yeah. And make it look like it more doesn't... of a legitimate gangster movie. We're going to have uh, just for the preview or for the trailer. <laughs> Let's have this strip yeah. club scene. Maybe. And then inexplicably, the Irish guy gets killed. I don't know why. And we see that Silver Fox's dude's armpits for a long time. He was hung up there for a while. It was um, uncomfortable to watch. It's it just like when you hang someone from the ceiling, like it just looks weird. Like it's like his armpits were like for most of the. Yeah, it looked like his, like his shoulders were probably like extended as far as it could be. Um, it, was real, it was real frustrating. And that, that was the whole thing where you know, he's at his bar and he doesn't have backup because Danny's off on a date somewhere. Yeah. Um, getting drunk and just having, living his best life. And it's <laughs> one against like five. And so of course the silver haired guy gets taken. He gets taken. He gets yeah. see, That's really taken about the silver haired guy. Is does anyone know his name? Does his name ever get said in the movie? I'm like, I'm sure, I'm sure he's like, recall. it's not Danny. It's not, is it Kane? Is it, Mike, mm. is it? I, oh gosh, I didn't I'm write down at... any of their names. Yeah, I didn't. It... Oh, it's uh, it's Kane. His name is. Kane. It is Kane. Oh, okay. Kane. All right. Well, there you go. Um. 
so I loved, I love that scene where he was getting shot at the bar because for some reason, like, so there's like a, a little um, doorway in the middle of the bar. Uh, and for some reason he's, he, he hides behind one side of the doorway while they're shooting at him. And then he keeps going back and forth across the doorway to either side while they're shooting at him. He's like exposing himself. He it's, it's, it's like, dude, just stay put. Like, <laughs> you also didn't it. like see him until he shot at them. And I was like, there's yeah. no back way out of this place. Like, what are we, what are we doing, sir? Yeah, it was, I felt bad. It was such a small bar. Him. They had to like, like make the appearance of him making his way to some place. But in order to do that, like he literally could only walk across the same area over and over again. They just tried to make it look like <laughs> they just needed multiple. some sort of movement. So it wasn't yeah. just him standing put while they shot. <laughs> Oh my God. Um, another thing I thought was funny about the scene where they hung him up um, was that uh, they just kept giving him, they were waterboarding him, right? Uh, and like they kept giving him water and the guy was like, oh, I bet your bladder's really full. And then just kept punching him in the stomach. And I was like, is this going to be a thing where like the guy's trying to make him pee his pants? Like this is, and like, yeah, it was, the, it was like, the whole time I was thinking, I was like, oh, he's going to pee his pants. So punch him in the stomach. He's going to pee himself. But then they never looped back to that. It was really weird that they talked about his bladder. Yeah. Yeah. Also, his it's a lot of weird. His fate is unknown. A whole heck of a lot of weird. At the end of the film, do, do we know what happened to him? Yeah, I don't remember. Do you guys remember that guy? Did he die? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So uh, the Russian. I, this blows my mind that I have all of this like just locked away in my brain now forever. <laughs> but the Russian man who had like um like like a beautiful face i feel like he he has like a skincare regimen if there's like nothing oh, positive yeah. about this movie it's that dude's skincare regimen because it's like or his whatever work he's had done top notch um he goes to see the head of the irish mob so peter stromley's character um and he's like this is yours and it's like him in a body bag oh that's right and stromer's like he's not he hasn't been mine or rather it, that hasn't been mine for a while because i guess people who work for mob bosses aren't people they're just like tools or whatever um and they have this conversation and he clarifies that like this war that was between us x years ago like that was started by these people because they killed my brother um and they have a little fight and then he ends up the russian guy ends up shooting them so a lot of the irish mob gets um not a lot but that guy and whoever was with him end up dying yeah i didn't really understand that scene at all why he shot him or what was going on there and i was i, I mean was so i think checked out at that point well understandable <laughs> to be checked out um but it seemed like, you know, I don't know, a little bit of a standoff and people were shooting each other. And so it was like, I'll shoot you back. Um, but frankly, at that movie, I was just hoping for the sweet release of the movie being over. <laughs> um, I was very sleepy. Um, <laughs> and so I can understand missing things. We have a couple more clips. Of, or Is there anything else you want to bring up? I was going to say that guy's name is Pasha Lichnikov. And he was on Deadwood and Shameless. Hmm. He had a good face for uh, for like he had a very I don't know he he, he um, seemed to fit the character. Yeah, let's look. Let's look at the clips. Okay, so this is they're they're shaking down one of the crack houses or whatever you want to call it. Oh boy! And uh, this is the laziest stunt ever recorded in a movie. This is just <laughs> Nick Cage doing a stunt. That's it. 
You did. That's the most exciting part of the movie. Also, I want to right point out there. something. I, I Hopefully, I can show this. This is, you can see the muzzle flash of the shotgun here. This yeah. is where this man is standing. This is where the, <laughs> a solid pointed, a solid foot at least to the left of this person. <laughs> and somehow it takes him out. They didn't even bother to get that right. I don't know. Oh, God. For those uh, you want to describe it? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah I was going to say for those listening, it's uh Nick Cage is literally just lying on the floor of a kitchen with two guns pointed at two doorways, just waiting for them to come. And then when one of the guys walks in, he shoots him. And then another guy walks in the other door and he shoots him. That's it. That's... Like, why are you waiting there? Like, go, go get some cover. Like they had planned something. Would have thought, Cause the idea is that they were, he knew that there were people behind the doorway. Yeah. Uh, so he was, I don't know how he knew there were two of them, but he surmised that and he's like, cool, they're going to split up and come this way. So it's like, I'm, you know, I'm tactical and thinking. But after shooting the first guy, why would the other guy keep going? <laughs> like you yeah. wouldn't like have a little bit of caution, like, oh, what just happened over there? So interesting. I mean, Cage missed by a lot, so I don't. Uh. But the and, guy still. Yeah. Shout out to to stunt, um, to stunt people. Like, there's a lot that you have to make up for sometimes. Yeah, totally. To make to sell things as a stunt person, yeah. so physically demanding compared to other things. Uh, mm -hmm. this, so the other clip we have is, uh, you know, uh, the obvious clip that we have to play of this movie where the daughter gets shot in the head. And Chris, I feel like this should oh. be scored with the, the, Ooh, what you say? Oh no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like wow. this moment is probably like locked in my memory as I have never laughed harder. I mean, I'm sorry, but I've never wow. laughed harder. I didn't know this was a comedy. <laughs> All right. Hand it over. Oh, loud. The notion. So this is, this is, um, you know, it's it's the flashback to the the blonde the, boy that's like in love with, <laughs> whoopsie, yeah, uh, in the chat, um, <clears throat> who <laughs> is playing with guns because the daughter brought them out because she's basically been like goaded into bringing them out. We all know her dad used to be a gangster or whatever. Yeah. And then she's like, okay, we've had our fun playing in the rain with guns. Let's go inside. <laughs> and she taps the dude on the shoulder. And his response is to swing all the way around and then like shoot her in the head. I don't understand. I don't know why you'd be that surprised. Didn't he not didn't he know he was hanging out with his two friends in the rain? Like I'm confused as to why that was such a shocking situation. He not just turned around. Um, I understand he... it was an accident, but I'm I have confusion. He turned around, like he turned around very, not just turn around and shoot. He like, he turns around without, cause his arms were like fully extended with the gun. He turns around. It's like did a with, full whip around. And yeah. then upon turning like, around with pinpoint accuracy, pulls the trigger right when it lands dead between her eyes. Like not like, you know, right. like next to her head or whatever. Not like, whoa. It was just. And think about it. Like, cause it was the same hand that, like so if it's a, if it's his right hand she tapped him on the right shoulder she was was she a full hand's breadth away from him are their hands the same length like how how yeah like how he would the have hit her how. in the head with the gun before he like was you know what i mean or his hand even yeah like, like it's so frustrating and so meg weird. you are a hundred percent right at the moment after the gun is fired it should have been much to say <laughs> Oh, that's what I was going to talk about. We then have to get into the fact that these two 15-year-olds, um, one who works at a Denny's because he's not rich like the rest of the kids that go to their school. They made a point to tell us all that. Um, they then, dripping wet, 
from the rain because they've been playing with guns in the rain, which if, I mean, what a weird, even what a weird phrase to even say. These children are playing with guns in the rain. They kill their friend by accident. And then they proceed to take the body. Drop it in a river? Where? The river, they just somehow get rid of it. And then they go back into the house and trash it and beat each other up. When the parents came home, nobody was wet. There wasn't, there wasn't like, did they dry off? Did they change their clothes? Like, explain how they went from being a lot of in rain. Like, like a downpour. Like, it wasn't, they weren't playing in sprinkles, right? Like, it was, <laughs> it was raining. Like, they were all soaked. And the boys, yeah, the boys fighting and beating each other up. Like, that was like that montage yeah, of them like, trashing the house. Like, they, they're that, I mean, I, I, uh, I've seen so many movies where this type of stuff happened and it's like people who have done this before or like are trained so the police and Nick Cage, who's an ex-bad guy who should probably know how to like, he should know a thing or two or about a thing or two. None of these people are able to figure out that like, okay, like this is weird. Like everyone is just defaulting to, well, Nick Cage used to be in a mob. So it's probably related to that. Nick Cage, like, how lazy. He, what he would have done, I think it was real life, what he would have been like, hey, listen, he would have reached right out to the guy and said like, if this is something that happened between us, just take me, like leave my daughter behind, you know, we'll, we'll work it out between the two or something like that. Like instead he yeah. just did not bother to talk to a single person before he started killing people for no reason. Yeah. Oh, and he, right. so he seemed to have like full guilt about what he did because it kept coming up yeah and i'm gonna say that like those flashbacks were his memory or something just to try to make it make sense yeah. but it's like clearly it was on his mind um oh, yeah Such i have another thought about the kids because like so they found her body like a day or two later right like where did they take the body because they they had to have like dragged her body from the backyard they can't drive like they don't a nearby even, river they're 15 they can't even fucking they're of learner's permits yet they can't it even makes drive no sense and like did they not do a certain like when they had the crime scene like i mean i'm sure that they're like oh this girl was taken like did they not just like search around you know like yeah. they're like how far like, could they, they have dust gone? for prints they didn't do anything tire marks so wild oh yeah so wild. we've get, I yeah, think there's no evidence that anyone else came there like there's no tire you know, yeah yeah Oh, and even the way that it, oh gosh, that's so smart. Even the way that it was um, like where you find out everything, it's Nick Cage. Um, he goes at night and you see you see the Jack Falahi guy, the guy from How to Get Away with Murder. So the second friend, and he's kind of crying and, he, and the blonde guy comes up and he's like, why did you call me? And he's like, I'm sorry. And then he runs away. And then Nick Cage comes up and is like, I'm going to shoot you. Like, and that's why you got all the information. So we're meant to believe this 15 year old guy who was in love with his daughter after accidentally killing her decided to like stage a whole like cover-up like why are these babies masterminds like i'm Uh, i'm shocked it's just too much i think we've given this too much time to be honest you think you think it's time to move on chris what do you you think oh i think let's get let's let's rank this movie let's rank this thing going right to the excel yeah. No trivia. We're taking a, no trivia we're taking a week. Yeah, well, we're, so there's no trivia about this movie because no one cares enough to uh, <laughs> gather trivia. I could not find any. And also, we're taking a week off from bingo. We're going to revisit the bingo format. We've, we've had some pretty successful bingos. We're going to see what we're going to do with that. 
or I might just do another bingo next week. <laughs> but let's uh let's rank this movie and uh see if it uh can possibly beat our lowest movie. I don't which, know. The the worst movie I don't think is it's pretty bad. bad. So I don't know. What's well, the worst one so far? It's still USS Indianapolis Men of Courage, right? Yeah. Oh, I don't think I've seen that one. Or did we did we did we get a lower one? I think we got a lower one. Oh, let's let's see. I can look at the results without giving anything away right now. Oh, right now rage is there because it's all zero scores, but no. Okay, USS, so it is. Yeah. Yes, all right. So Juju USS Indianapolis Men of Courage is our last movie. All right. So, uh, Shian, this is out of ten. Um, well, we will walk you through this. Uh, the first category is how good is the cast. Uh, so, like, are you like, wow, like how how much excitement did you get out of seeing that guy from <laughs> to get away from murder? <laughs> Um, so 10 being the, the, the best. best, yeah. Um, so there are two people I enjoyed seeing, I guess three, if you count, uh, Mr. Glover. Um, well, based on that facial expression, I'm going to say four. Okay. <laughs> uh, I am going to give it one point for each actor. I liked Danny Glover and, uh, you know, that storm air guy. So two points. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to give it two points, one for each of them, because uh, although generous on the Peter Stormare one, that's yeah. being generous. Yeah, he was barely utilized. Yeah. All right. This is acting. This is actually not Cage's acting, but everyone else. Um, how good was the ensemble cast out of 10? <laughs> Three. <laughs> that's about right. I think so. Uh, I, I uh, yeah, I'll stick with it. I feel like I'm going to give two. <laughs> Um, I'm going to give it a one. I thought the acting in this movie was distractingly Ooh. bad. I was really, <laughs> yeah. really put off by everyone's acting aside from Danny Glover. Even Peter mm -hmm. Stormare was just that accent, accent was, was too much. <laughs> distractingly weird. Danny Glover right. was like, uh, like as if this whole, the whole world had gone crazy. And the only person I believed actually was the thing they were pretending to be was him. And then everyone, they was... made him say the worst. They made him say that someone had a rap sheet as long as his dick. I was oh like, why God. would you make Danny Glover say that? That is so rude and <laughs> not necessary. Oh, I really wanted to, to recast this movie uh, on the show, but I don't know if we have enough time, but I would have had, I would have had Samuel L. Jackson be Danny Glover. I mean, or you keep Danny Glover. He would have been pretty good. But like you could recast this movie, I think, and make it a lot better. Just having did you recast record. the the script as well? Yeah, <laughs> that a lot? recast the screenwriter. Just like change it, like shift all of the actors to just another film. Um, oh my god! Uh, so this one is fun. How fun was this movie to watch? Am I able to give it a zero? Yes, yes. I would like to give it a zero. Thank you. <laughs> I did uh, not have fun. It was upsetting. I laughed uh, three times. In this film, what made you laugh, dear friend? The 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 part where he goes, "Do I know you? I know you." You laugh. Well, I, I laughed yeah, out loud. Funny. I laughed out loud when uh when the kid gets shot in the head. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Chris! I'm a bad person. Uh, and I laughed out loud. Um, uh, I think it was at the time when he was like shooting the guns and the thing. I'm mm -hmm. gonna I'm gonna give it a three for fun because it was so stupid. At some points, I I was like, "All right, I I, I would never watch this again." But like there was a couple mm. moments. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna give it a three as well. I think there was <clears throat> like at least there was some action. Like there was some cage hamming it up. Mm. You know, there was some yelling for no reason. Like there I was. I feel some... like <laughs> I feel the need to defend my zero now. Like... No, your your no. zero is absolutely right. Your zero uh, your, is anything valid. you say is right. It's all valid. Yeah, I just I just didn't have fun. Um, the most that I laughed 
when I saw this, like I mentioned, was when I showed Michael that scene and he was like, this is fine. And I was just <laughs> like beside myself. Like, how? How could you think this is good? So, um, which scene was that again? The one with the door. The one where um, they're trying to get into the, um, I guess, oh, the, the door. Place where the, yeah. And they, he punches the man so hard that the door flies off the hinges. Like, and I remember the scene now, Shion. It's like not, it's also like the, as if you were opening a door, like, er? right but the hinge yeah. side did it the hinge side yeah. went out that it, way instead of the like everything side. it makes it it's not i'm like is is he the rock like is he like just fully jacked like beside beside myself beside myself so yeah i, I stand by my zero was not fun for you <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, this next one is uh technicals this is like Sound design, soundtrack, uh, wigs, editing, special effects, stunts, editing. I feel real mean. Um, There's no, we we love, we love uh, strong opinions on this show. I recall noticing the editing and every time I noticed it, it was not great. Um, I don't think it was strong in a technical sense. I don't recall enjoying the soundtrack. Let me just check my notes to see if I wrote anything about that. No. Well, you were you were saying you found the soundtrack distracting, is what you said, because it was always very sad. <laughs> well, there, yeah, there were points where um, it did the thing that Glee does, where they want you to react to something being good or bad by the soundtrack mm-hmm. um, or the reactions of others, and it's a it's a lie. Um, I'm gonna give it a two. I do remember the shaky cam and all that as well, so I think that brings it down. Yeah, I so like there's some cage movies where. They don't really try anything like they don't have a budget, so they don't do a lot of mm. things. This movie seemed to try to do some things, but failed at everything it tried to do. So Oof. I I don't want to give it a zero. I, wa- I mean, I want to give it a zero, but I don't want to go that low because it actually did have a car explode. It had a car chase. It had, you know, like some of these fight scenes. The most boring car chase in the history of car chases. Oh, it was like, wow. They probably didn't even close the road for that. They just like. Had the motorcycle go alongside the car and like just move the camera really quick and acted like something was happening. So I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a two also. I'm going to give it a zero. I found so many things distracting about this movie. I think the editing was distracting. The camera work was distracting. The wigs were distracting. I agree. The soundtrack was distracting. The stunts were not that great. I just think it failed on every technical level. <laughs> oh, this is in the uh, running. But, this could be the last place. This could really take it. I don't know. I think, I feel like we had a, for USS Indianapolis, I think we had one of the guests give it straight zeros. So yeah. we're already a little bit above that. All right. Um, <laughs> overall, how much did you like this movie? It's okay to give it as low as you want. I, I didn't, I didn't <laughs> like it. Um, it was bad. I wrote, um, so glad I picked a weirdly racist movie. So <laughs> Um, that that means I'm not actually glad. I'm upset about it. Oh, no. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say zero. Completely I, valid. I guess yeah. one, maybe. I don't know. It's just it's, not. It's, it's all you. It can be a zero if you feel if that's how you feel. Yeah, Jack Jack Fallahi and Peter Stromae were not Stromare were not enough to make me like this movie. It's end by my zero. I'm gonna give it a, a one because it had uh a couple of good like not good cage freakouts but you know some cage freakouts and i laughed i'm gonna give it a one because i didn't find it there's certain movies that i found extremely disturbing i didn't find this movie disturbing Mm. i just found it dumb and boring 
All right. So last one is you can add or take away a single bonus point for anything you liked or disliked about the movie. And we can just whoever thinks of one first. So if you were really distracted by the wigs, you could take away a point for that. Um, I'd like to take away a point for the weird racism. I think that's fair. <laughs> Jesus, this fucking movie. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I want to take away a point, but I don't need a reason. <laughs> I think that's fine. I'm going to take away a point. I, I'm taking away a point for the Danny Glover dick thing. Unless yeah, that's yours. That was, that was, a, that was a rude thing to make him that say. That man is like 75 years old. Don't make him say that. Um, I am going to take away a point for a very specific scene where in the pool hall uh, where he's like fighting off the dudes and he's mm. got one of the dudes in front of him kind of hunched over. And for some reason, he decides to just whack him repeatedly on the back with a knife but he has a knife in his hand. Like if he wants, he wants these people dead. If he wants this guy to like get off of him, he can stab him. But he literally just like takes the butt end of a knife and goes like boop, 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 boop on someone's back. In a stabbing motion. In a stabbing motion. Like <laughs> if you did around. that to me, it would be a little uncomfortable. I wouldn't love it, but like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be that hurt <laughs> unless you really, you know, went for the spine. Oh, this was a weird stunt. It's not, not thought out. Uh, all right. right let's see where we're at it is one up wow. from the last place it is 25th out of 26 so wow. uh it is between jujitsu and in u.s indianapolis men of courage well jiu-jitsu. that's about right jiu-jitsu that's where i put climbing. it uh so yeah if you are listening to this we still have adaptation at number one uh, our guest uh, for the uh, eight millimeter episode is in the chat and he says not as good as eight millimeter wow yeah I mean I think eight millimeter was terrible but from what I remember it had a pretty good cast and some yeah. okay acting yeah. so I think that's uh, that's why it got a little bit of a bonus and it wasn't as shoddily made for sure yeah it was like a hard and kind of like it was like a difficult story but it was yeah. like told in a in a good way it that was coherent. Sense. I think. <laughs> okay. It's time for the cage gauge. Take uh, us away. We're going to the cage gauge. The two axis plot of Cage's craziness versus acting ability in a film. It's the same thing. It's out of 10. This is Cage's specific craziness, like his brand of, you know, cage mm. crazy. Not him playing someone with mental illness more. Inappropriate outbursts, things mm-hmm. like that. What would you give um, I think there were about two, 2.5 instances of the cage rage. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm just trying to think. Yeah, we're, I, both instances where he, like, kills someone in one-on-one combat, quote-unquote, accidentally, and then the weird situation with his wife. Um, even a little before that, when he gives her, like, the death stare as he, like, leaves the house, and she's like, do you want us to, like, be together so we can mourn? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a three. Three. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be a little more generous to this one. I feel like there was some, I mean, it wasn't the enjoyable kind for sure, mm. but there mm-hmm. was some moments where I'm like, oh, this is like where he's crying on the roof. Uh, there are some moments where he has some cage craziness. So I, I think I'm going to give it a six. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to give it a seven. I mean, he did, he spent a lot of time just beating people up for no reason and screaming at them and like. That's not nothing. We've got we've got some pretty pretty uh, chill movies in this respect. So yeah. like it's definitely okay. above the middle for but me. But it, it puts us just barely into that craziness, but not too far. I think that's right. 
All, All right, right. So this, yeah, go ahead. His, his acting ability. Cage's acting in this film out of 10. Um, I think it was the most, it's pretty normal. Um, I think so. I'll give it a seven. Just not, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like, I think because there weren't, in, for, in my mind, since there weren't a ton of like zany antics from him, um, he seemed to just be acting like a normal guy acting whether or not it was i'm not i'm not saying it's like good acting or am i saying that yeah it's 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 uh it's how good is the acting yeah um i mean i don't know that it's up to maybe six or seven let's let's say uh, i just went backwards let's say five um (laughs) because it wasn't like crazy and wild it just seemed like normal like he was a normal dude it wasn't like um i don't know i feel like i'm flipping back and forth on this because i felt like he just seemed like a guy that was sad and dealing with stuff a lot, um, which is why I initially said seven. But. Well, it's just, it's more like the quality of his acting. Like for me, so like I'm gonna I'm gonna give it. I like when I watched his scenes, I was like, it felt like he was he's not a bad actor, but like he was in some scenes with some real bad actors. So I think that did mm-hmm. feel like it kind of took the wind out of his sails in some of those scenes. Uh, but he was trying. Uh, but I'm I'm gonna give his acting a five in this film. But, you uh, guys are much more generous than me. I'm gonna give it a two. I thought he was unbelievable. Not 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 unbelievable. Not believable in all of the legitimate emotions that he was supposed to be feeling when his daughter died. Uh, and just, I did not think he did a great job acting in this movie. Yeah. All but, right. Let's see where it puts us. Let's- Ooh, almost dead in the center of the entire um. cage cage. That's interesting. That's uh, it's very close to uh, face off in terms hmm. of a performance. Wait, sorry, that no, can't be face sorry, off. Sorry, The Rock. The Rock in terms of yeah, a makes performance. More sense. Let me put the titles up. So yeah, it's very close to The Rock. Uh, it's in a, a quadrant with The Wicker Man. You got Moonstruck, Vampires uh, Kiss because it's like more crazy but with bad acting. Hmm. Uh, but I feel like the closer you get to the center, the better the movies are. But that's not always hmm. true. It's not always true. I was, it's, it's, I guess there's nothing we can, we can really take from this yet. We should, you should figure out a way to align this graph with our ranking system. That's, that's my next, yes. I was thinking exactly what I was going to do was, um, uh, color code them, get rid of the pick or, or maybe do a 3D plot. We'll see. Yeah. Maybe Ooh. we need a Z axis here. We need a Z axis. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All, right. All right. We did it. We did it, guys. That's the end of our show. Um, any closing thoughts on the movie aside from this was terrible why did we put ourselves through this etc mainly that don't watch it don't watch it don't watch this movie guys you're not missing anything i feel like Um, this movie also like there's someone would look at the case or the the poster for this and just know it's a bad film why did we go into watching it i don't know but like it just (laughs) it has that that has that energy of like oh this is gonna suck you know what i mean so it could be like so bad it's good it could, yes. one of these days that. that's true i do appreciate a, a bad like something that's so bad it's good it's not a cage movie but the meg is not great but it's enjoyable in its um in that right so i love that movie yeah i love yeah. that movie obviously for for it's named after me but i also read the book when i was younger <laughs> oh wow um, one of my favorite 
Icelandic actors is in that movie. It's so stupid. <laughs> it's just a giant <laughs> shark. That's bad. That's bad. Um, unlike yeah. the USS Indianapolis, which is Nick Cage's shark movie, where it somehow manages to be boring. Yeah. It's like how? <laughs> I know. Just like, they're, they're like in a shipwreck and they get attacked by sharks. All right. Anyway, Gian, what, uh, what, what, what's going on with you? Like, what is some stuff you have that you want people to come check out on the internet? Uh, Oh, sorry. I just slammed my hand into the mic. I'm sure that was pleasant for everyone involved. <laughs> uh, apologies. Um, uh, yeah, I do a lot on 2MB Studios on Twitch. Uh, so check me out there. Um, we have a sleepover show every other Saturday night where um, myself and others um, do an improv show where we essentially are middle schoolers uh, dealing with middle school life. Uh, the last show we had last night involved the girls getting into chat rooms and learning all about that um, yeah it was uh it was something to behold I I watched it back afterwards and I I think I was like clutching like literally clutching um my pearls the entire time um, <laughs> there's also quarantine access wrestling quarantine action wrestling rather um on 2MB there's a whole heck of a lot of shows on there so just check that out so yeah. it's twitch.tv slash 2MB studios that's the number two uh, if you're listening to some podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. It's lots really of, good. Lots of uh, guests, uh, lots of previous guests do stuff on that show, on that channel. Um, lots of fun stuff. Uh, yeah. So that's it, guys. So uh, we are uh, taking next week off. Um, we're going to be doing a three on one off. And this is our number three of three. So we'll be taking the day off. And then we'll be back on May 9th. We are finally watching Ghost Rider with Ben Scaria. I'm excited. Is, uh, one of the creators of 2MB Studios. That That's going to be fun. I've never seen yeah. Ghost Rider. I'm really excited. Oh boy. Buckle in. <laughs> Are there seatbelts on motorcycles though? Can I even? <laughs> Should there be? I don't know. I don't know how motorcycles work. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so we'll be, we'll be back then. Uh, and And that's it, guys. Let's right. uh let's all say goodbye. Good night everybody. Bye. Good night. Enjoy the Oscars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>